This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Link. And I'm Red. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we are exploring our polar opposite weekend. We went to each pole well, of the earth. Well, we, we both went on an adventure. Yeah. And the adventures couldn't have been more different. Um, True. And you know what? We're both wearing coordinated adventure outfits today. We're both wearing camo. Yeah, well, cam- I got camo, camo sweats. I got a camo sweat on the inside I got camo with a jacket over it. And you've got a black but shirt with a camo you jacket have? on the outside. Polar opposite, but you, you the same. That? Do you have a lightning bolt? I do not have a lightning bolt. I win. <laughs> you, pr- you probably paid 40 look, more dollars look, look for that. Look what Kiko's got on. Kiko's got on Kiko's camo on pants. Camo sweat Those pants. Are no, hold on. This isn't just pants. This isn't just the fact that we've got camo on. It's that we've all got camo sweats on. Yeah, like, that's man. different. We're vibing. That's better. If you don't have camo on, get the hell out of here, <laughs> Jacob, Jenna. I think that Jake, hold on. I think Jacobs could be camo. That's not camo. If he were to go inside like a a cave where there was like paintings, and then Jenna could be camo. Painting shirt. If she went into like a denim factory, she could be camo. I got a mythical shirt on. And then felt well. Okay, you're wearing merch, so you can stay. You you stay. Uh, Yeah. So we we went on these adventures. I went um, on a camping adventure that I would love to tell you about. And what you you went on an adventure? How would you describe it as a polar opposite? Um, it wasn't outdoors. It was very very indoors. Tell but, the, tell the people. Uh, I purchased a VR headset. You know what? I actually did. I actually traveled the world, but I never got out of my underwear. <laughs> and I am, whoo, buddy. I'm excited about this. Now I brought it with me. You, I have it. You I'm have gonna it? put it on your head and I, my head at some point. What and what is it? What's it called? It's the Oculus Quest, which is the standalone, not a sponsor, standalone Oculus headset. Now we've played with the Oculus Rift on uh, GM more, I guess, mm-hmm. before. Yeah. But that's the one that has to be hooked up to a, a, like a, some sort of PC or whatever. And then Every got, time they hook me up to that thing on Good Mythical More, it's just to scare the crap out of me. Yeah, and, well, and you know what? I'll talk more about that, about how I feel like my experience differed from my previous experience with VR, and also. I need a positive VR experience This one, today. well I don't know if I'm gonna give you that, but I'm not gonna give you any wires. That's one positive, I'm gonna just give you no wires. It's all right here, it's just boop, all one thing. And uh, I think I've changed my life and changed my family's life. Uh, so I'll talk about that. Um, but I, you know, it's. I woke up this morning. The reason why I put on camo is because it's finally getting at least cooler here. You know, if I get up early to go to the gym, camo cool. I, it's some, not to make you cooler. It's to make you not be seen. Well, do I need to explain this camo? Is sweats though, okay. like wearing right. wearing a layer of sweats. Well, you just don't have on sweats. You have on sweats and a jacket. Which, by the way, we went out on a double date the other night uh, with our wives, and. You know, it had been a little bit cooler than it has been. It was like 66 degrees. Link well, shows up at my house, he has on a shirt, a sweater, and then a jacket over the sweater. I was oh, like, yeah. what, in, what is wrong with you? And I got my bandana in my, in my jacket pocket in case I need to really get my neck warm. It, I, well, we it went may down have to, gotten down to 63 degrees. We went down to a place called Italy where it's these, all these different markets and places that are, it's all Italian food. 
and Christy and I love Italian food, and you and Christy love novelty foods. Novelty and, foods. And, they, and you had been, you'd scoped this place out, you told her about it in passing, and then she never forgot about it. She's like, we gotta go to this place. And I thought since it was, I mean, I thought it, it was on the west side, and I'm like, whoa, once you go, once you leave the valley, it's liable to get cold over there, ocean breeze. I gotta be prepped, man. Well, I could have left it in not the car. Wrong, I could have left the sweater in the car. It was hot. I mean, it was too hot. You could have gone to like Oregon the way that you were dressed. I, I just, it, you know, I, it just felt. It I like, just felt inappropriate. But I, I'm, I'm ready for it to get cold, man, because I'm gearing up for it. You know, it's like. Speaking of gearing up, you know, it's the middle of October. Oh, we, we're we, about to do the Bleak Creek conversation. We got some stuff coming up. At yeah. least we're traveling to places. I mean, Boston. That's this, gonna be cold. This is my sly promotion of Bleak Creek conversations in the midst of conversation. Yep. I mean, it's gonna be cold in Boston, New York City, Chicago. I don't think it's gonna be cold in Dallas or Winston Salem. And then we're gonna be back in Los Angeles. Yeah, you're, it's kind of fell apart there as we moved into a warmer region. But, but yes, those are the Bleak Creek conversations. We'll be talking about the book. You get a book just by getting a ticket, and uh, we're gonna premiere the documentary there that we shot in Bowie's Creek, and the Los Angeles show is going to feature all your favorite mythical crew members if you wanna uh, glad hand some of them. When you're coming out to Dallas, where Wear your Halloween costume. I'm only using the term glad hand because I know that you liked using the word, so I just was trying to throw you a bone. Now that you started using it, I, I don't even think I use it anymore. Oh, you, you but I'm just, I, I think fall, like the precipice of fall is my favorite time of year, just because I love jackets. Yeah, uh, you know, and I like layers, man. Well, I've noticed both of these. things. I love it, and that's what's going to make the Bleak Creek conversations most special is my layers. How many layers are you going to bring on stage? Uh, maybe three, four, maybe. Uh, we've also got uh, the Rhett and Link Live. Four more shows coming up in November. If you want to see us, this is the this is the guys. Time. We're tired of traveling. You know what? We're we're gonna. I, and now that I got this VR headset, I'm not gonna leave my home. So in 2020, you you ain't gonna get a chance to see us. Uh, and so if you want to see us, come to one of these shows. Redlinklive.com. So to get into my camping excursion, we uh, we did two nights camping in Sequoia National Forest. Um, things have just gotten so busy for us over the years. We used to go camping, we used to go off-roading. We used to do things. With, uh, and a lot of times with our friend Nick. And uh, so Nick Nick texted me and he was like, hey, um, Allison, his wife's out of town, he's taking his girls camping. Um, and they're, they're pretty young, I'm not, I'm not good at estimating ages. Uh, how, how old are they? They're probably five and seven, maybe eight. I'd say it's Seven and four. Yeah, because Lando's only nine. And I, we only had this one weekend, but it kind of worked out perfect that it was open. I mean, w- when your kids get to be 16 and 14 and 15 like Locke is, they start making all these plans and they don't even tell you until so, hey, I need you to take me to so-and-so or I'm doing so-and-so or all my friends are coming over. And it's like, I mean, my weekend is just planned because I just have to be around to make sure they don't do something stupid. Right. But lo and behold, this guardian. week, this week, guardian, this weekend, um, it wasn't anything, and I really wanted to go camping. I really wanted, I was pining to take them camping. <laughs> huh, that's good. Um, 
I felt sure they wouldn't be up for it, but I was like, hey, you wanna go camping? They got that look in their face they get whenever I mention the word camping, hiking, or just anything involving activity outdoors, or not, a, not a screen. Um, but then I said, with Nick's girls, Avonlea and Aria, and uh, th they all lit up and they were like, yeah, and I was like, whoa, this is great, yeah, let's do this. So we went, we went, we went camping with them and um, on our way in, so one main thing happened that I wanna tell you about, but just as a preamble, um, of course, all, all over the state of California, they've got these fire towers that have been built as like lookout locations from like high vantage points in mountains all over. I'm sure this is not limited to California, but it's very important here, especially with, um, with the fires and whatnot. And you know, you stand up on this really tall tower and you look out to see if there's a sign of a fire and it's, it's kinda like uh, the opposite of Lord of the Rings where somebody would light a fire and then, oh, you could see it for the farthest mountaintop and then you would light your fire and then the next mountaintop and the, at the horizon would see it. And it was signaling a, system. It was a, it was a very uh, efficient long distance signaling system. Um, they have a signaling system for when they see fire because the fire needs to go out. I'm, I'm drawing a comparison but it's probably way different. Maybe the opposite. Um, they don't use them that much anymore. So it turns out um, Nick had this idea to go see a few of them and we, on the way in we went to the first one. And oh no, I wonder why that is though. I think because of helicopters and different ways that they surveil. Drones. Uh, perhaps, I can't say, but I do know that they don't use many of the fire towers anymore. Okay. Um, some of them have been burned by fires. <laughs> yep. You know? Makes well sense. that's sad. Uh, it makes sense. Yeah, it's made out of flammable material. Well, you put a tower in a place that there might be fires, eventually it's gonna burn down. Well, that's the spirit. <laughs> um, so we get to this tower and there's a car park there because someone has rented the fire tower to camp in it. How freaking cool is this? Yeah, that sounds like something I'd be into. So we look up there. I mean, this thing is freaking tall, man. How many, how many feet? Oh gosh, you are you just trying to make me look stupid? No, just give me an estimate. Uh, well, I'm six feet tall. Oh gosh, that's <laughs> not a good place to start. Yeah, I can't eye a tower and know how tall it is. Well, is it 30, a thousand feet 35 tall? feet. Or is it 100 feet tall? It's 35 feet tall, so like it's as tall as late, jumping off the cliff at Lake Acapulco? Yeah, it might be a little taller than that. I don't think it's 50 It's gotta be ta it's, taller it's than 35 feet. feet. Well, I'll show them a picture in the video version. How many steps did you go up to get to it? I didn't count the steps. Because the How girls, many flights of stairs did you go? It up? was one really straight flight, a long ways up. What? That never? There was no switchbacks. No, no switchbacks. It's straight up. That very steep too. And oh, they were weird. They were like poured concrete steps. Very, very steep. Um, we were able to go up there because the two women who were camping up there, right when we got there, Nick was like, "Hey, can we come up?" They were like, "Uh, sure." So we go up there, um, two women and a dog up there. We start looking around. This place is surrounded Sounds by- Sounds like a sitcom. Surrounded by glass. Just filing away ideas over here. You have to go on the website exactly six months in advance of when you wanna book this place and like it's, it's like you gotta be on, it's like getting tickets. High demand. It's like getting tickets to see Billy Eyelash. <laughs> you know, you gotta be all over it. Right, Like right, oh my right. gosh, yeah. it's selling out. Mm -hmm. And um, 
that's how it is with a lot of these camping places. But it's pretty cool, it's very windy up there. Of course, a great view. You know you're gonna get yeah, a good yeah, view yeah. in a fire tower. You're above the trees, right? But you're above everything. You're on a mountain top. You're on a mountain top. Okay. Then on a tower top. That's why it doesn't have to be Which is at least 75 tall. feet in the air. It doesn't have to be, yeah, it, that makes more sense. I, I've been picturing like a long stretch of trees and then just like a giant tower that's looking over them. But yeah, it makes sense, it's on a mountain. You gotta be careful coming down and if you gotta use the bathroom, it's a long way to go down to get to that outhouse down there. Oh, there's no like tube or anything no, up there at the no. top? and they had a pulley system to pull up all their crap. Well, surely you can just pee off the side. So that was pretty cool. I mean, we just camped on the ground. And then we go to um, the Trail of 100 Giants where they don't have 100 sequoia trees, but there's a lot of sequoia trees growing. You and I went there with Mike probably seven years ago, five, five years ago. Um, and it's it's a very accessible path if you're, if you're thinking about going um, to in that area, I definitely recommend going to yeah. the uh, Trail of 100 Giants because you get to see all these sequoia trees up close and even if you're not great at hiking, it's right off the road. Right. Um, you may remember when we went that a double sequoia um, grouping had fallen. Like there's two sequoias that grew basically right beside each other and I mean these are the largest living things on the planet by mass, like more massive than a, than a blue whale, the sequoia trees. So, and pictures don't do it justice, but it is a, it's amazing just to be there. I mean, seeing the redwoods is awesome. Redwoods are taller, but sequoias are, are fatter, are fatter and bigger around and stumpy, but still freaking huge and tall. Yeah. Um, you may remember that two of them uh, fell at once what, and across them, a pass. Somebody caught one on. Uh, there is another a, one. There is a YouTube video during. They don't fall very often during the winter of um, of some falling, uh, of of one being caught falling, which is crazy. I mean, if if one of the largest things on the planet is falling and you're there for it, well, not just that, you're gonna pull out your phone and record. It's that the fact. Stuff? I mean, they're what? They're what are you a freaking war journalist? They're like a thousand years old or something. So the chances of you catching it falling, I mean, it's just. There's a very, very slim chance, but I guess people I are always there walking around then, them, so. Well, not in the wind, not when it's like really snowed in. They tend to fall when, but under the weight of the snow. But when we went in the summertime, they had started to rebuild the path that the sequoia had fallen across uh, so that now you could, and we climbed on it. They leave, they, of course they leave it all there because it's amazing to be able to walk on. Yeah, they don't really, I don't know that they want you to walk on it, they build the path around it. Oh, they didn't build the path through it? Like a tunnel? No. Um, Missed opportunity, call me next time. Well update since we've been, another huge sequoia tree fell this past winter. What's happening? And it fell. Mites? It, they said it was from the weight of the, of the snow. You know, we had a lot of snow last winter. Um, not only did it fall, it fell diagonally across the two that you and I saw. Oh, it's like we're starting a, like a Lincoln Log situation. <laughs> yeah, they're stacking up. They're building themselves the largest cabin. So we ever. are. We are. So that whole part is closed down. You can't walk over there, except for the fact that everybody still walks over there and climbs on all of it. So we're climbing on like these three sequoia trees that are basically stacked on each other. I mean, when it's laying on its side, it's still like eight feet tall. They're big. So you're having to climb up on this thing. So I'm I'm climbing up there and Lily and Lincoln are in front of me at this point and I just see 
Lily, who's stand, as I'm climbing up, she's standing looking down. She's like, oh no, oh no. I, it, there's no way. I can't believe this. Uh-oh. And she's staring down. She says, my phone fell out of my pants. She was wearing, she was wearing some, some sweatpants, not unlike the, the ones that Kiko got from mythical.com. Yeah, you gotta be careful hiking and doing activities with with your electronics in a in a pocket yeah. of a sweatpant. Right. And of course, I'm immediately like wanting to go into dad lecture mode. But then I thought, you know what? This is this is the moment that heroes are made of. Because she looked down, and I get up there, and I, I I before I even saw where the where the phone was or whatever, I was just like, okay, it fell down there. We'll go get it. I, I'll, I'll get it. How big I'll is this be, hole? I'll be the hero. But then I got up there and I looked and it had fallen. It had bounced Plinko style in between the stack of three sequoia trees down into a hole. And the hole was um, n- no, I could, I, could put my, I could put my head and one arm through it. Like it was about that big around. That's that's all it was. But how far were you from the hole? You had to go down into oh, it. I crawled down. I was like, "Listen, let's not panic." She was like, "Dad, it went in that hole." It's like <sighs> probably like seven hundred phones in there. There's some. There's something about. I I just have this belief. Whenever you're losing something, it's like if you believe that you can find it, it drastically increases the chances that you will find it. Like. Because if you don't actually believe you could find it, but you still look, it's really, you're just kind of half-ass looking, you know? Like subconsciously, you know you're just going through the motions just to say you did. Yeah. And I, I believe this. This is one of my deeply held beliefs, right? It's, how many deeply held beliefs do you have? Probably, if, if this probably, is one of them. Probably this and like that layering is good, when in doubt, layer okay. out. So there's not a lot. Yeah, Got it. Is my, those are my main ones. Okay. So I get down on my belly, I, I crawl down over the first tree and then lay down on the second tree, the older tree that had fallen and then I, I look in this hole and then when I look in the hole and I'm, sh- I'm holding on to my phone, putting it all the way into the hole with the flashlight on. Risky business. And I'm looking down, I'm like, I could freaking, I had a vice grip on this thing. I was the like, shakiest man in the world is holding his phone over a phone hole. <laughs> I'm like, a phone hole, <laughs> yeah it is. Uh, and I'm like, I cannot lose my phone. That would that would make me really angry. So far, I just find this amusing and a good occasion just to lecture my daughter when it's over. Yep. And I look down in there, and it splits into two holes. Oh gosh. And there's sawdust and sprinkles and shards and all types of sequoia carnage down in there. Sawdust. So somebody was trying to cut a hole through them. I no. I just think the more people walked on it, the more debris went down in the hole. Oh, okay. And Lily, I said, Lily, you go down. She goes down below the second set and she's, I can hear her but I can't see her and we're at opposite ends of like different accesses to this hole. And I'm thinking, if these things shift, we're gonna get crushed by freaking sequoia. The largest thing on the planet is gonna gonna smush me and my daughter. It'll be worth it though. But we gotta find this phone because that's all that matters. Right. Did, you know, you she, ever, did you ever say, I will find it. I will find you. Did you ever say that? No, I didn't say anything. Because you believed it so deeply though. I thought maybe you would have done that. Okay. 
so I'm looking down in there. I'm I'm pulling debris out and I'm like, if it went to this hole to the right, you're never seeing it again, but there's a hole to the left that sounds like it's closer to you and then Lily's like, I can, she starts crawling in there and I'm getting really nervous that she's gonna get crushed. Well, if they haven't shifted yet, I don't think that a couple of people on them is gonna cause them to shift. At some point, everything shifts, man. Yeah, what are the chances though? It's worth it, you need your phone. You got your contacts in there. <laughs> um. Lily had been in kind of a grumpy mood before she this, teenage, you know. Teenager, you know, you yeah. chalk it up to that. Teenagers and big trees, that don't make hiking. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, <laughs> I got it," and I'm like, "What? You got it?" She's like, "I got it," and it's like I stood up. She comes out from under these sequoia trees. She she's like, "I have it, I have it," and she was. It was like, it was so worth it. Yeah, if it, like that's the key to making teenagers happy. Take something they love and make them find get, it. Get, ha, let them have a near phone death experience. She was exasperated. I mean, she rode this emotional wave for the next seventeen minutes. It was oh. amazing. Um, I even vlogged about it. I missed that. I have. I didn't post it anywhere. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll post it on the video version of this. Okay. Uh, released on I didn't the post it Ear Biscuit YouTube channel. I did vlog though. Cause I, w I was like, I was I was so relieved. It's like, it feels so good to find something. You know that time that like, we went boating and then Chris threw his, uh, like some, who threw the keys and they went in the water and then we were, he was, I was like, you can find them and he, and he waded out as, into the as water. As I recall it, you threw the keys yeah, okay. and they went low and they hit the side of the boat and dropped directly into the lake. And without and then hesitation, the boat drifted away. Without hesitation, like Chris dove down and came up with the keys, which never Crazy. happens. Never happens. If and you I drop think, keys in a lake, it, they're always lost. I think that's the root of my faith oh, well, in the believing tell, you can you find stuff. You should tell stuff. Chris that. Yeah, Chris formed the bedrock of my faith in finding things. And that's why I found that Skittle on, on LTAT so quickly, because I believed I could find it. I think you found it because you were closest to it. But yeah. I mean, I, I was I, I I believed I could find it, okay. and I did find it. So there's not really any arguing with that. <laughs> I found it very quickly. You did sixteen hundred M and M's. I found the skittle in twenty seconds. Belief, man. It's Belief a beautiful, is a beautiful armor. armor. <laughs> makes, makes for, for the, the heaviest sword. sword. Like punching, punching underwater. underwater, you never, never can, can hit what you're. you're Aiming, aiming for. for. I don't think he says aiming. Uh, there it is. Yeah, these 41, it's 41 year nothing. old white boys know some John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like, Lily knows some John Mayer too. Yeah. It we, felt good, man. It felt good to be in the outdoors, finding a phone, maintaining a lifeline. I'm proud of but, you. But teetering on the edge of, of, of being isolated from, um, from an electronic. Well, uh, ironically, your entire I will say, I must point out that your entire story about camping and being in the outdoors centers around you recovering an electronic device. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Which I think is a great lead into, uh, I just didn't go camping at all, I just found the electronic device and enjoyed it for the, for the weekend. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside, you get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. 
You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma? Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Okay, Rhett, let us have this VR thing. You didn't tell me you were getting this. This is- Well, it was a spur of a moment. This, it, it, oh. was, it was impulse buy, which I haven't you, done in a while. Gosh, for you, I got it. I gotta take off my jacket. Yeah, why don't you de-layer since we're warm in here. actually in shelter. At the, we're actually in air-conditioned shelter right now. Getting hot in here. You could be naked and be comfortable in this particular room. Um, uh, so this is how this happened. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and um, the guy who, I think he, he's like a video game guy, I, don't, I can't remember his name, who, who's currently heading up or at least intimately involved with this Oculus Quest program. I, this is how out of the loop I am when it comes to this stuff. I didn't even know this thing existed. It's been out since the spring. Okay. And if you're any sort of follower of this type of thing, you already knew this, but I'll hold it up for you, Link. Okay, so it, it basically looks so like this an, is it. an this Oculus. Is the, this is the whole system. There are no cords. Uh, so it's a true standalone system, which it's not the only standalone system, but it is the best standalone system as far as I can tell based on what the research that I've done because most of the reviews said that for the uninitiated, if you were, unless you were playing a game on this and then playing it side by side with something on the Rift which uses you know PC power, you wouldn't really know. Oh really? The difference, it's not like there's like a latency issue or anything like that in some of the things that plague VR. Now the resolution I think is a little bit lower but depending on the game that you're playing, the resolution, you quickly adjust, you quickly adjust to you know, the resolution which is you know not great but it'll definitely get better in the future but it's more than adequate. So he's talking about this thing uh, and, uh, and and by the way, I see that you're smelling that. that I, this is a washable guard that I got that okay, good. I, you, you change out because you know I got my kids' faces going in this thing. Yeah, my yeah kids have you washed it? My kids stick their faces in so many. Oh, so this actually, this cover was just installed this week. So Shepard has worn this a little bit and I've worn it a little bit, but that's it. But just okay. like one, once or twice. So I don't know exactly what, you know, what came over me in order to, to, to make this purchase but he was just talking about it and it just hit me, when they began talking about, this is really a turning point for VR now that the systems are standalone and you don't need a PC or a console. You could wear this I, on a bus. It felt like a prescription for me. It was like, oh, this is a turning point for you, Rhett. <laughs> this is when you, this is when you, a guy who doesn't want to have a PC at home and hook it all up and have wires and we don't even have a place for that. Yeah. This is when you can get in this game. 
Cause you, 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 you've been wishing you were on the inside for a while. I just like feeling like I'm on the cutting edge, man. Even though I'm not as is evidenced by the fact that I didn't even know that this existed. I don't like go to CES and stuff like that. But I just like the idea of feeling like, one of my deeply held beliefs is the idea of feeling like I'm on the cutting edge. Okay. How quickly did you get it? Because you wanna be, you wanna same get it. Same day. What? Really? Welcome to America, man. 2019. You got it the same day? I ordered this thing. Because I was gonna say, on Amazon, it would wear off. And it came the same freaking day. Like. It's such a reward for an impulse buyer where you can get something delivered to your door the day you make a decision to buy Did it. Did they know you were gonna order it or something? I just think that they. Was he out there just waiting for his ding to ding? I don't know. I don't know how the ding dings work, but uh, I just know I got it. That I got it on a Friday night. So and then everything else stopped, huh? This is the Friday night that I was camping. Yeah, put that put that in perspective. So to give you an idea of how this all went down. Now, I, I've got some VR experience uh, having played on Good Mythical More along with you. And because I I feel like you're getting distracted. I, you, you can't think about two things at once. So just don't, just, just pay attention. I'll hold this over here. Um, I feel like every previous experience, now the experience we had at Sundance a couple years ago where we went into this, we, we did that, uh, we did the VR and we were like walking on the plank and like we were working with each other. Full body, um, haptics. That was pretty amazing. That was and crazy. We, were, we weren't doing it for, we were kind of thinking about the fact that these people were watching us and so we're still trying to play it up like we do. But obviously when we do it on Good Mythical More, I know that I'm on a show so I never forget that I'm on a show and so my brain is focused in two different places inside the, the headset and the world that is being broadcast to me, but also the world that is being broadcast to you. You know you're being watched. And so it changes the experience and I didn't really have a mind-blowing experience. It didn't feel like a pivotal thing for me because I haven't, you know, we've got at an Oculus. At Sundance or at more? It, in more. Okay. We have an Oculus Rift here. Have I ever said, hey, I'm coming in for the weekend to play it? No. Have I ever asked anybody here, can I get on the Rift? No. no. So why would I buy something to have at the house? Because I can have it at the house. Because I can make it my and own personal no thing. Now. So what, what does it do? Do you remember, what does it do? I mean, what did you, you know do what on it, it You know dude. what it does. So do you remember, um, I don't, did you get a Nintendo right when they came out? I got one for Christmas um, when they were selling them with the power pads, but I did not get the power pad. I have to think it was around that same time. I don't remember not well, having one. Well, when, I guess it when was. Everyone was talking about. I, it. I think Nintendo came out in '87, and I don't know if it was Christmas of '87 or '88 when we like. People I think it was Bowie's Creek got word. I think it was '86 actually. '86. Okay, yeah. so the next year, uh, so it must have been Christmas '87 because there's no way that we were that on top of the trends. No, no. But so by the time Nintendo was being sold at Brindles, it's like when my parents yeah. were in the game. And we had an we had a, an Atari, and I played Atari. Yeah, sure, I, I I played some. Yeah, but I specifically remember sitting down and playing Super Mario Brothers in 1987, and feeling like something had shifted, that my life was going to be different. <laughs> and I remember um, going to bed that night and thinking about Super Mario Brothers 
like it was the line between reality and dreams had been disintegrated. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it was like, it it's was- It's interesting from, from I, I remember getting that feeling when I first got cable and I got I watched Nickelodeon. Like I couldn't stop thinking about what else I was going to get to watch on Nickelodeon. But that's I didn't a, have that reaction to, take. to video games. <laughs> well, you know. Finally programming just for me. Yeah. It's always on. You know, just think, I'm missing something. It's difficult to emphasize just how different it felt and how big of a leap it felt like. Now, that was pretty much, and it, that was the biggest leap for me and then I never got Super Nintendo. We got a Sega Genesis around like a year later or whatever. Those are really the only two gaming systems that I ever had. I didn't, I, my life changed and I got busy with sports and stuff and, and then we just never ended up having consoles. I just wasn't a video games guy and of course mm -hmm. I haven't been as an adult. Um, but putting this on and I was playing uh, the game, the, the two games that I downloaded were uh, Beat Saber, which is one that everybody says you gotta have. You gotta have it. It's an essential game on the on the quest, which is essentially dance, dance revolution with a lightsaber. You're basically sitting there with two sabers, yes, and you're chopping the saber, chopping these blocks, a red and blue block, but depending on which side it's on, to a beat, and you're doing it in all different ways, and you're dodging things or whatever. Pretty pretty awesome. But mm -hmm. I also downloaded a game called Super Hot. Now it sounds like it might be a little racy. It's not. A little slinky dinky. Uh, it has nothing to do with dinkies or slinkies. <laughs> it is, uh, it's a game that's been out for a while, a, a console, it's been on consoles, I guess it's been on PCs as well, but essentially it is a first person shooter game where you are, um, your motion determines the speed at which time moves. So if you get, if you stand still, you're not moving, time stands still. And in every level, there's an array of like weapons in front of you that uh, that are all kinds of different things. You things you can throw or things you can shoot, and there are these completely red dudes, mm -hmm. almost look like they're made out of red glass, who are coming at you and shooting things at you, okay. trying to kill you, and multiple ones coming at you, and you have to stop them. But they'll shoot like a bullet at you, and it's coming at you, and you can see it coming. You can stop, you can see where it's going, and then you can move out of the way, but you gotta make sure you don't move into another bullet or whatever. So if you freeze, the bullet freezes. Everything freezes. Time moves as fast as you do. Now. So it's kinda like you're the going, Matrix. You're going to experience it in a second. Oh. Just be, be forewarned. Like when the when time would slow down and he would like do a back bend and, and the bullets would fly over. Exactly, same thing. Okay. Uh, so I'm playing this game in my living room and I and basically it gives you the, the, the opportunity to mark off a playing space and we like move the, I move the, uh, the you know. The coffee table? Coffee table out of the way. I made a giant, like a 10 by 12 space which is pretty big for VR. Okay. And Right I, next to a pool? Nope, I was inside. Good. And uh, And so then I'm playing this game and I'm just having I'm having that feeling that I haven't had since 1987. Oh yeah, I'm like this changes things, man. Were you like, this, were you tearing up? No, I, no, I probably looked like an idiot. I was in my underwear in my living room with a headset on, <laughs> dodging invisible bullets. Now, no shirt? Are you talking like under t-shirt? No shirt, man. I don't sleep with a shirt on. Boxers? Yeah. Or briefs? 
not briefs, boxers. Okay. okay, boxer briefs? Possibly, why do you care? Because this is disturbing to me and I wanna make sure I've got it right. Um, because if there's an opportunity for me to be less disturbed, okay, there was a shirt and it wore boxes. Okay, I feel so so I play, and then I do a couple other things. Um, I also got a game called. You're like dodging bullets, like Matrix, like you're doing a back thing, and uh, you don't. No, I'm not hurting. I'm not going to hurt myself. You're doing Tai Chi, basically. You're sl- you're doing your yeah, slow yeah. It, motion. It, that would be a that would. Be, we'll see how it looks in a second when it when I'll do it first to demonstrate, and then let you let you get in on it. I also did something called. There's a not a game, but an app called Wander. Okay. And this basically is every single thing that has been mapped with Google Maps on the, or like Google Street View basically, in the entire world, you have access to it and you can enter into it. So you can say, go to my old address in Fuquay, where I used to live, and you'll be at, you'll be on the street at your old house. And you can see full 360 view, of, because that's the, because the 360 camera captured all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can also go to like, Amazing locations that they've mapped around the world. I went to the freaking island that we were the Fiji when we went to Castaway Island in Fiji. Oh yeah, and I, in his voice activated, he said, "Go to Castaway Island, Fiji," and all of a sudden you're on the freaking beach at the resort that we stayed at. What? You go to the Trail of One Hundred Giants? Probably walk. I don't know. Is some people have mapped this stuff and. It's like user generated, like I think you probably have to have some sort of special application or whatever, but you can go to a remote location and then send it into the system. I don't know how, it's it's a crowdsourced kind of thing. Anyway, that was super cool. But I I I'd still have done knock, all this. Knock on the door? You can't do that yet. So I did all this and I'm doing this by myself. I haven't, my, my kids haven't even done this yet because I'm like, dad's gonna figure this stuff out for you guys. Which is code for this is my toy. Yeah, and I also and I also did say that I was like, this is this is going in my room (laughs) because I want it to be cared for, and you can use it at my discretion. Oh yeah. Also, I don't want the kids to like get addicted because case in point. So I put the thing on lock, and the only thing that so there's a there's a first it's called first steps, and it's basically an orientation to how everything works, and so you've got these controllers. You know that have a few a few functions on them, like there's a grip and there's a trigger and there's this thing. And mm-hmm. basically, they replicate pointing and gripping, all kinds of hand motions with this simple controller. And in the orientation, you're in this room. Now, just first of all, just when the the room and the world is sort of generated around you, and then like this like desk comes up in front of you, and there's all these things on it, and you pick these things up, and it's showing you how to interact with things by telling you what buttons to press. Mm -hmm. And there's like a rocket thing that you pull a string and then it flies away. And then you're actually, there's a drone like inside the orientation, and you're controlling it with a fake controller that you're holding, but you're, you're holding a controller in VR, controlling a thing, but you're what? just using it. So it's pretty mind blowing. So I, I, the best way to introduce somebody to it, which I'm gonna skip past that for you because it takes too long. You've also been in VR before, is to use this program, this first step. So I, yeah. I, I put the headset on lock. It's kinda like brain mapping. Yeah, you're, get, you're, you're adjusting to how you're going to interact with this world. So I put the thing on lock. He's going through and he's doing these different little experiments. And then he's standing there in the middle of the living room and he says, Dad, because you feel like you have to talk louder because the people are outside of the world, you know? Uh-huh. Dad, this are you is- there? 
Dad, this is the best thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> really? And I felt like I, that made, made me a proud dad. I'd sent my son into VR and he realized that that's where all his dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, he literally felt like and, well, it was the best thing that ever to, happened to, to him. To me, it re that's what reminded me of that Nintendo moment. I was like, this is his Nintendo moment because he's he's a kid that, he's a kid in 2019 in LA in a family that can afford to get him stuff like an Xbox. Mm -hmm. This kid, you can't blow his mind. Mm -mm. You can't blow his mind. He's a cynical teenager. It blew his mind. It blew his mind. And of course. Now if he took this thing to 100 Giants and dropped it in a hole, and, and then, found, then it. found it. That would be even better. Be we even might have better. to arrange that. If he begins to take it for granted, I'll definitely do that. Same thing with Shepard. Shepard had an, this incredible time playing this thing. Uh, so what I'll do. It is mind blowing and you never get a second chance to have that feeling, that VR virginity. Right, which you're technically not a virgin. Right. You know, it's like right. you, you, you've experimented a little bit. Uh, but you know, it, you didn't know what you were doing. You were young, <laughs> right? Right. I need. So I, now I do need practice. You're gonna get the real thing. Uh, let. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to set up. I'm gonna get into super hot. You're gonna and, and then I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna d do just a little bit and then I'm gonna get out of it. And you're gonna have to come over here because I've got the guardian kind of set okay. up on this side. All right. But maybe, maybe there's still you know there's still some. Pardon the euphemism. There's a little cherry to pop. I don't know. Maybe this this is still going to be a formative experience. I'm in a room right now that has a bunch. Now that I've completely beat this game, I can go into it at any. There's all these discs, and I can put them in different computers to access different levels. Okay. And now I have to. Oh, oh there's a freaking light there, man. I have to reach up here and grab this. You could have bust a light. You've lost total contact with the real world, man. This okay. is not healthy. Here's what I'm gonna do, Link. I'm gonna give this to you. This is gonna be great. There is a black ball in front of you when you're gonna have this on and you're gonna reach down and you're gonna grab that and that will start the action, okay? Okay. So stand exactly where I was standing. Oh yeah, there's a, I'm in a white room. Okay, here you go. Boom, boom, oh, buckshot. Oh. <laughs> What what did I just knock over? Just uh, a microphone. I, I just died. Die! Oh! I'm glad you got camo on. I just th I just threw I just threw the gun at a guy. And it killed him, right? Okay. Boom! 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 You don't have to say boom. Oh, he shot me! Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. We can do this more later. My heart rate is freaking through the roof, man. Uh, I the one thing I got to say is it's just a white room of red guys. There's not a lot of graphics happening. Like Turbo Graphics 16 just blows out I'll, of the water. I'll, I'll show you. Um, you know, Whew. even just the beginning, I, my whole body was tense. It, you can justify this as a workout. Oh, easy. Like my core was engaged. Well, I felt like I was in a squatting position for most of the time, and I learned how to kill people. So, like, I'm like, you they're know, not really people. I'm comfortable killing. It's like robots, red robots. Um, okay. Whew. So that was that was just a little taste. Now, one of the things that happened to me after playing that game uh, was 
Gotta stretch. It changed the way I was moving. I was literally eating cereal for breakfast. You talking about the real world now. Yeah, I was eating cereal for breakfast and I found myself getting ready to take a bite and then stopping taking a bite and looking around and seeing if any red men were coming after me. And I was like. <laughs> and then I would eat this. I, 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 I thought I could, I could make everyone else slow down by, by stopping. It's kind of like. So the way that it, uh, uh, your brain adapts, because yeah. everything in your, your brain is oh, telling you that you this are is how there. The, this is how the world this works This is now, now the world. This is your world and so you can you could train, there's so many different applications for it, I'm sure people are already doing this, but in the way that in just a couple of sessions of playing that game, I changed my actual interaction in the real world. If there was something I was struggling with, you could definitely train somebody to like address a, some kind of problem in that. Like a, like a surgeon or an EMT simulator. Would you buy a, like a super realistic EMT simulator? Because you I'm know, I'm sure there probably is such a thing. You don't want to. You don't want to roll up on an accident and then be totally paralyzed. You know. And they, when my mom was EMT certified, I, you know, I was in middle school and I'd stroll, I'd stroll through the room where they were getting their training, and they'd be, sh they'd be showing some graphic images, right? Of yeah, nasty. Well, okay, so. But this is a step further. You're right that the graphics that you saw, this is like one of the most simple simple graphic games that there is now. There's other games that are much more vivid and lots of different colors and you know. It's cool gameplay though. One of the things I, I also did with this was because I heard the guy talking about it, he was like, you know, not everybody has a great home theater but this can basically replicate a home theater. So there's actually, I've got Netflix on here and so you are in, I gotta show it to you, man. Can you just wanna put it on and see what Netflix looks yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, I wanna see. I also wanna eat cereal in VR. If that's, when you were referring to that earlier, I got excited. But I totally know what you're talking about as you're getting ready, that your brain starts to think things in the real world work that way. Like there's many times when I'm looking at like a, a brochure or something with fine print, and I will find myself reaching down to then zoom in on it. You know, like, oh, let me make that bigger. And at least the thought will cross my mind and then I'll realize, oh no, this is, okay, come sit, that, that come, can't happen. Come sit down in my living room. Talk about disappointment. Come when sit you down can't in my zoom in on a brochure. Oh, wow. Okay, so. Look around, look outside. Oh, dude, you live in a ski lodge. Hey, yeah, it's snowing outside. Vaulted ceilings. You got a big chandelier. And then look at Netflix. That is a freaking huge look screen. Look at the size of my television. That's the biggest, dude, you didn't tell me you had such a big television. Yeah. And it, I love how your mantelpiece has the word Netflix burned in it. <laughs> like, yeah. what, not a sponsor. What asshat <laughs> would burn the word Netflix into his mantelpiece in his ski lodge home? I'm just in a lodge, I mean, it's like. Yeah, but what, where would you be if you were watching Netflix? When I'm watching, shows, I tend to just watch the show. I don't look around my room. Yeah, don't look around, just watch the show. All right, here, take, take it off. Before you, you're going on. <laughs> All right, take it off. I was trying to pick up the- Take it off. I don't want to take it off. Take it off. I want to be in your lodge. Get out of my lodge. I'm watching the screensaver of Netflix and it's pretty awesome. Okay. Get out of my lodge. I don't think you, I don't think that's no no it's okay let something me, you would want to keep doing. well not in 2019 not now now I will say that I watched um, watched that show Mind Hunter okay oh gosh 
Uh, almost fell. Uh, I watched a full episode of that in. Uh, so you can't even sit in a chair in the real world in, anymore. Inside that, and I got to say that the it, this this is where the resolution becomes frustrating because if I were to just take the headset off and watch on my television or on my phone, the resolution would be significantly higher. Uh huh. But that's just a matter of time before they get that straightened out. But I do have I do have a few critiques, Oculus people, if you're watching. Um, it's too heavy. Because it's a standalone thing, uh, well first of all. In, in, all of the weight is in front of your eyes. There's potentially this is a good thing because. Seems like it, they could put weight on top of your head. Well, again, yeah. So it feels like it might limit your, I mean there's two, a two hour battery life, which is not a lot, for. Some, but now you can just plug it in. It's got a pretty long uh, cable so you can kind of stay tethered if you want to have it being powered as you're playing. If you're doing that, you might as well plug it into a PC. Right, but then you you're, you're just defeating the whole purpose of the thing. But also, the Rift has a lot less weight because you're not using all the computing power is offloaded to an actual mm -hmm. computer. Where this is basically like having a cell phone in your face, you know. So I I feel like they could have offloaded some of the weight to like a different place. Like you're saying, like if it was a little, I don't know. I'm sure that uh, I'm not telling you anything you don't you didn't try probably. But if there was I'll like fix it for him some battery or the CPU power was offloaded to another spot on your head to make it a more even thing, like it was a little bit more helmety. I think the playability and the comfortability, if that's a word, would have gone up. Probably be safer if it was a helmet too. But, I, I so I feel like, and I, listen, again, it, we sound like a couple of old guys talking about something that's been around for a long time because that is exactly what's happening right now. Um, but I think that it's just hit me what this is going to turn into. You know, I'm obviously. What's the future? I've, I've read and watched Ready Player One, so everybody knows that there's what that whole dystopian future looks like and people are living their lives in VR. You definitely begin to understand how when they work out the ergonomics of this thing and they get the physicality right mm -hmm. and they continue to enhance the haptic quality of this, it gets to a place where you could definitely get lost in this world. Now, one of the things I didn't show you is that this thing, one of the way that this thing works is there's four cameras in it, see that? I, I, was, I was wondering if, if those so, are cameras. So, when you're just walking around with this thing, it replicates your world and I could just walk around with this thing on. Really? But it's, it's a black and white kind of grainy representation of the world. So I could sit here and see you and everything is exactly where it needs to be based on these four cameras. Yeah. So the moment that they get to a place where you don't look like an asshat wearing this thing, which that, that I don't know when that's gonna happen. But if I they're mean, they might as well just go all the way and put a crack in the middle of it. <laughs> you but, know? So again, I believe that this is necessarily going to require some offloading of the CPU and the battery power somewhere else. I don't we're not going to we're not going to get to a place unless technology changes significantly where battery power and CPU power capable of creating the types of graphic experiences that would replicate actual reality can be housed in a very small space the size of glasses. I mean, maybe eventually, but there's there's limitations to computing that are like to do have to do with physics. You can't just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. They're already getting close to reaching the end of Moore's law with how small they can make a processor. So 
given that there's some limitations that they're gonna run up on, we're probably gonna get to a place where you're offloading the CPU and the battery power into some other part of your body where it's like on your shoulders or your back. But, or in your mouth. Or just, yeah, you just it's just like a Snickers bar. I don't know why you put it in your mouth. <laughs> like um, a mouth guard. But the other thing that's happening is, in fact, just today when I, when I was looking up some stuff about the latest in VR technology, there's a company that ha has developed the second skin that is like a tr gonna represent a true touch-like experience where they can make a, they'll be able to soon make a glove out of the second skin that some Swiss company or somebody developed where when you touch something, it will give you feedback that feels exactly like touch, sort of like the haptic glove dream that we've always had. Now. Yeah, so when I grab that black ball or that. You'll feel it. Firearm. Yeah, you can you use the haptic response. Well, and a thing that they've actually already rolled out, they haven't rolled it out for everyone on the uh, Quest, but they just introduced it recently, but they're rolling it out next year, is uh, hand tracking. So you can set the controllers down, and you can play games with just your hands, and it's using the four cameras to track your hands. Apparently, that's coming. It's gonna, wow. So you combine really awesome hand tracking with really awesome haptics. You get the situation so that you, you basically, all you need on your face is a visual interface. That's all you need. So if we could get to a place where it kinda looks like sunglasses, mm -hmm. and then you've Tony got Stark the other stuff on your back or whatever, at that point. You can operate on people. You're getting to a place where switching between AR and VR becomes this just like effortless thing. So the AR, the augmented reality, where you're gonna be able to be given information about everything that you're seeing, to have your experience enhanced. Robocop. That just feels like, I mean that's already happening some places, people use their phones or whatever, but mm -hmm. that's gonna be something that everyone who has one of these contraptions will have, and then the moment you start kinda getting annoyed with the real world, you'll voice activate to go into VR, and you'll be, in, and it'll be so comfortable that you will literally be able to get lost in it, because you won't be stopping to think about Ah, oh, my face hurts, which is what happens with this thing. Ah, my, yeah, I gotta adjust the balance on the back of my head. When that goes away, and you're not worried about battery power, you can do this for long periods of time, it's gonna change society very significantly. Everywhere you go will be like a tourist attraction. Cause it, there'll be a filter that'll turn off all the ads, which will inevitably be on everything. Oh, this microphone, you can buy it now, and it'll be delivered tonight, and here's the specs on it, and. This table, well you can buy a table just like this from Target, you know, you, f you, you block all of that stuff and then you turn on fun facts and augmented yeah. talking heads. Well what was the name of that show? Where they, um, they introduced that pop-up TV thing? Uh, the very first show to do that, where it's like you'd be wa watching like something on VH1. Yeah, the pop-up pop TV. Pop-up pop video. Pop-up video, yeah. pop-up pop life. The way that video games work currently, where there's like a username above somebody's head and details about them, we would we, we will get to a place where that's happening with people that you're just interacting with, and then I don't know. It's just the potential. I'm not saying anything that a thousand science fiction books haven't already written about, but but now you've experienced because it. I have understood it personally and experienced it. It hit me like whoa. Okay, this could be problematic for society. Like this is something that we're going to have to address. I mean, just think about it. Like 
you you know we're already in, we're already in some societies are moving to a place where like kids are uh you know like teenagers and and young adults are not they're not dating they're not having sex you've got populations where they're they're not re- replacing themselves and of course we've got a population issue but ultimately you want this, you you want our species to be active and replacing itself right and what this is going to do is when the haptics get good enough if you know what i mean you're not going to need a partner for sexual gratification. That is something that is going to be happening in these headsets. And that is going to change society significantly. And it's something that we need to be thinking about. Well, yeah, you just made me think about it. (laughs) I'm pretty distracted. (laughs) I'm just saying, that's gonna happen, man. The way that experiences can be replicated in the second skin and all this stuff that's coming, coming is probably not the best word to use, that's on its way. Um, well, I mean, every technology is is has been exploited for either is pornography and military, right? Pornography and military. Explain. Well, I'm just saying that you got that's how that's how things are developed. You talk about just oh oh think about space travel. Uh, the, the, the technologies will be exploited. It, exploited first because that's where that's where the that's where either the money is like all this money funneled in the military is how like. Okay, VR is going to be advanced because for for uh, militaristic purposes, and then it's yes. going to be co-opted for pornographic purposes. Right. But then it's going to make its way into mainstream society. I completely agree with you. What I'm specifically saying is that in the way that phones and cell phone use has already contributed to people being kind of isolated in one sense, very connected, but also lonely and isolated, unhappy. The moment you can replicate the most intimate human experiences with technology is the moment in which those human intimate experiences will be replaced with technology. And 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 so that's and all then, I'm saying. And then there'll be a movement of there'll be a there'll be a retro realness movement where it's like it, you know it the silver lining is it's an opportunity to draw into sharp focus what really matters. You know, just to have a great experience, be that pleasurable or a learning experience or um, just something unforgettable, like an amazing hike through VR or something like that. There's gonna be an entire movement of, yes, but we've forgotten, you you can be made to feel really good, but there's there's something, you, you can't match the reward of vulnerability with another person yeah, but and the dance we'll, of that. We'll, we'll be making those arguments towards young people who don't want to hear them. And but the o- the other let me say tell it to my tell it to my relational bot. Yeah, the, the whose other, only purpose the is to be vulnerable thing, to me. The other alarming thing that uh, I think this represents is that because the experiences by design by design are to your liking, right? Yeah. They're designed to be- You're the center of the universe. Catered to you? Yeah. That is not how life works. That's that's the that so, is the sum up of the danger so right if, there. So if you you become the center of the universe. If you bec- if you ha- are constantly in this world in which everything is catered to you and so when you have your 
experiences in this, however intimate those experiences might be. You never leave it. Everything is exactly the way that you want it. The person is behaving exactly the way that you want, doing exactly what you want. Your wish is my command. You are basically a slave is what would be in here. Now you're trying to take that experience and map it onto an actual interaction with another human that has its own interests and does not care about your interests to the way that you do. We're going, we have to think about this. Like from, and I, and listen, I'm just a guy who makes internet videos, but, and I'm sure people are already talking about this, but it, it's just hit me. And Don't sell yourself short, you're also an impulse buyer. Just, just having worn this thing and owned it for like a month, the potential, it's like I've got this very scary thing. Now, thankfully, and you're hooking it up to your children and well, you know what? Saying to speak to speak to that. <laughs> Interestingly, and I think I just got lucky with this. My kids are uh, Locke. Locke is just busy. He, he's busy with school and basketball. He hasn't asked me to play on this thing probably like once in the past month after after his initial interaction. And Shepard has asked me a few more times because he's younger. He's got more time. He he's he uses screens more often, mm-hmm. but because I've kinda got it in the room and I've got it kinda sealed away, they can't just go get it whenever they want to. The amount of actual time that they've spent in this is very minimal. What about you though? I got, you know, I got busy, it, right? I had that weekend and it was a kind of a special weekend because we didn't have anything else going on. And I then, wasn't there. And then. I was in the great outdoors. A few weeks have passed since that point and I'd say I'm not over it. Every time I get in it, I'm like, man, this is so cool. I gotta get more games and I've gotten a couple of more games. But I am, there's like a cool puzzle game which reminded me of the uh, escape room. It's basically you're in an escape room situation but you're in an awesome, you're like in an abandoned uh, like nuclear facility and you're walking all around and like you're playing with things and trying to unlock codes and stuff. Very similar to like an escape room in Florida but better because you're in your underwear. In your underwear. But I actually, but no, thankfully I don't have an addictive personality when it comes to stuff like this and I don't think my kids do. So, but it's just hitting me that if I wasn't so busy, if I didn't have so many other things to distract me, you could just sit in this thing all day. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. It's probably already happening. Can I borrow it? No, you can rent it, you can lease it. Okay. Gotta, gotta pay this thing off. Is this your wreck, baby, wreck, baby, one, two, three, four, check, baby, check, you know baby, what? wreck it. I have another wreck, but I'm gonna go, uh, I'll save that for later, yes, this oh, is my wreck. wreck it. If you want to. After all that danger. Again, this is not a sponsor. Uh, we haven't, we, maybe we can work it out in the, out in the future. How but, much does this thing cost? Uh, I got the, it, there's, it's $3.99, $3.99 okay. for, for everything that you need. It's console-ish. Price range. Uh, and I gotta say for somebody who's not an aficionado, but it was just kind of like a little bit familiar with it, it was the it was the doorway for me, man. It's it was the gate it's the gateway into VR. I highly recommend it and get you one of these things. Get lost in the world. See the potential for the doom of the human species. It cost me four hundred dollars less to gain access to the Trail of a Hundred Giants. Yeah, but you can't just be at home getting ready to go to bed and think, hmm, I'd like to go to Idaho. I can. Idaho, huh? I can go to Idaho. Hashtag your biscuits. Go to any state you want. Let us know how alarmed you are. We'll talk at you next week.